0: Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Shrillo with the Watchlist Podcast. Um, Today, on our first episode, um, we will be going over Top Gun Maverick, released in May 27th, uh, 2022. Um, Currently has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes and 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb, two of the most trusted uh, and most popular movie critics and review uh, websites um two of my favorite um i prefer imdb they go off of the out of 10 um like i do and they're more reasonable with movies um i don't think they've ever given a movie a 10 out of 10 i think their highest is probably like a 9.6 for the godfather or something which i completely agree with um but yeah they they do a great job um rotten tomatoes it's a hit or miss with them sometimes. Um, this time they clearly clearly got it right with 97% on Top Gun Maverick. But uh, not to talk about Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. We're here to talk about my opinion, my ranking um, here today. So um, as some of you may know, my watch list series is something that I started on my Snapchat and Instagram. Where I took movies that I haven't seen before or movies that I haven't seen in a while. Um, that I want to... Go back and watch, or finally watch for the first time. And so I did. Some movies that I might do in the future for a podcast would be *Taladega Nights* or um, maybe the *Fast and Furious* franchise, something like that. Um, Movies that I haven't seen, movies that I want to see, watch list. Um, So today uh, we go. I'm gonna be going over my rankings. Um, also going over certain things that I found from the movie that I liked, disliked, um, stuff like that. And then also going over some of the questions that I have from uh, readers on the Watchlist series on my Instagram and Snapchat. And um, hopefully I'll get questions from listeners like you today. So um, starting off, we will go over the Google synopsis of the movie um, that I found from Google. As you can tell from the Google synopsis. Um, and yes, I did take notes on um, a lot of this. This is probably the first time I've taken notes on something that I actually care for. Um, if you're wondering, Joey, why don't you take notes for like school and stuff? I do, but uh, it's not really something I particularly care for. Um, but yeah, let's get right into it. Google synopsis. After more than 30 years of service service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancements in rank that would ground him. Training a detachment of graduates for a special assignment, Maverick must confront the ghosts of his past and his deepest fears, culminating in a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those who choose to fly it. So, good synopsis that doesn't give you a spoiler which it shouldn't and um if you're listening to this right now I'm assuming you've already seen the movie um I'm probably not going to get into super heavy spoilers f- for a little while now if I do I will make sure to say something um but this is kind of your spoiler re- spoiler warning now um if you haven't seen the movie pause pause now um you know go see the movie and then on your drive home listen to the podcast um something like that so going over my rankings i have eight categories um and those are my eight categories that i go for for pretty much every movie um i might add a category for a certain movie especially if it's like a comedy movie it's supposed to have comedic value i might take out the action if it doesn't have a lot of action um but yeah let's start it off enjoyment um Enjoyment is my personal enjoyment, how I felt when I was watching the movie, when I was sitting there, either in the theater or on my couch, going, wow, this is a really good film, or going, mm, this is okay. Um, for Top Gun, 10 out of 10, easily. Um, it was just great to sit there, uh, it was, it, it felt amazing to, you kind of, like, felt like you were in the cockpit, and, um, I didn't have D-Box, but, um, it would have been really cool to have D-Box. Um, for those who don't know, D-Box seats are, like, the ones that kind of, like, move and go with the film. So, for this movie, it would have been amazing because the seats would have moved with the plane or something like that. Um, but, yeah, so, enjoyment. I gave it a 10 out of 10. It's everything you could ask for. Um, it's everything that you want and everything you knew. Uh, Hype, I gave it a 10 out of 10 out of hype, and my understanding of hype, my definition of hype, is what led up to the movie, um, the, the publicity, the fan reactions, the way that the actors talk about the movie, or stuff like that, um, the hype was pretty big, um, it had a lot riding on this movie, because it kept getting delayed and delayed, um, i don't think most people know this but i did look it up um the movie was in fact um made it was announced in 2010 2010 it's about 12 years ago 12 years ago there was supposed to be a top gun sequel that's 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 insane Um, But yeah, 2010, Paramount announced that they were going to be making a Top Gun sequel. Uh, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer both said that they would be coming back for their roles. Um, And that's when also Tony Scott um, and Peter Craig, I believe. Yeah, Peter Craig both said that they would come back and do their roles. Um, Tony Scott was the director for the 1986 movie in... And Peter Gregg was, I believe, the writer for the story um, in 1986. But sadly, um, in 2012, Tony Scott committed suicide, um, and the project was halted. Um, he wrote, I believe he wrote like a like a plot, like a, a storyline for it, um, but it never got off the ground because of his tragic death, um, production halted, everything kind of stopped, um, then, I believe in, like, 2014, maybe 2015, something like that, uh, Peter Craig and Justin Marks, who were the writers for this film, uh, picked up the helm, and they started to write, uh, their own, um, I think they, they took components of, I believe they took components of Tony Scott's, but, um, I'm not 100% certain, um, but, um, yeah, the hype was really good, um, and then, I believe it started production in, like, 2019, something like that, and then, uh, the COVID pandemic came, um, And it halted production for it. And that was also because Tom Cruise wanted it to be perfect. He didn't want it to just be, like, kind of rushed through to get a movie out during the pandemic. No. He wanted it to be exactly what the people wanted. And I believe it achieved that. Um, I would say that... um, I would say that with COVID, at least for me, it it really came down to okay, this movie is either amazing or a complete bust. Mainly because they kept halting it and they kept saying like, "Oh no, no, we're going to wait. We we got to wait we got to wait a little longer." And I was like, "Yeah, but y- you promised this movie for a long time." Um but hey, it came and it succeeded um another thing that is kind of funny um my father uh really he loves top gun he loved the original um and he was really excited that there was going to be a sequel so when it came to father's day and i believe 2021 i said okay for your birth or for father's day we'll get tickets, we'll go see it in, like, IMAX 3D, you know, um, and that was his Father's Day gift, and then it kept getting delayed, and I kept telling him, and he was, like, I really want it now, blah, 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 um, but then, um, it finally came out, and he, he texted me in, like, April, so this was about a month before it was coming out, he texted me in April, and was like, so, when are we going to go see Top Gun? And I was like, um, I don't know, whenever we go. And then he was like, but this was my present. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we got tickets. We finally went. And that also helped with um, the hype. So, hype, 10 out of 10. Plot, 9 out of 10. A lot of people, a lot of people commented and said, like, Joey, why do you give it a 9 out of 10? It's not that good. Like, what are you doing, man? And I was like, okay, well, first off, this is my opinion. Not not that you can't have your opinion, you can have your opinion, you can tell me what your opinion is, but don't tell me what my opinion needs to be, you know, um, I give it a 9 out of 10, because it, it makes sense, it's a plot, it, it, there's struggles for the characters, and they resolve them, that's, that's what you need in a plot, um, There are some plot holes, as in, this country would never just, like, let this happen. Um, NATO, the United Nations would never just, you know, let the U.S. go about this. Um, There's probably more details in there, but I'm not going to go into it, because, one, it doesn't seem that important, and two, I don't really care, because then it's just going to downgrade the movie for me, and you're not going to have as much fun with it if you think about it too much, so... Just go with it. Uh, plot nine out of ten. Action. I don't really think I need to explain myself, but I'm gonna say ten out of ten. What 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 more do you need from a Top Gun movie? It's this This movie was spectacular. It's everything you could ask for, especially with the action. Um. And it didn't. It didn't feel like there was too much, you know. Um. There was enough. And there was enough to keep you satisfied but there was also not a lot you know uh you could live without action most of the time and you were fine um yeah action 10 out of 10 uh cinematography eight and a half out of 10 now before I move on um I know what the meaning of cinematography is but for those who do not know let me me look it up right now I'm going to look up a uh Definition for us here. All right, from Britannica.com. Cinematography, the art and technology of image, picture, photography involves such techniques as general composition of a scene, the lighting of a scene, and the acting and the, like, the lens of a camera, um, all that jazz. So, for the cinematography... Um, this it had good cinematography, um, but there was a couple of times where they could have used more of it, like in the iceman scene. Um, they 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 could have used more, um, but they didn't, and uh, it's kind of annoying. But at the same time, it's not, because um, you know you understand iceman's condition and that there's not a lot room for cinematography. But they could have used some more. Um, one scene that I really enjoyed with the cinematography was um so mitchell gets thrown out of the bar um and then that's when rooster uh goes over to the piano and starts playing great balls of fire now there's a part of you that wants to listen to the whole song like in it's full glory but then the cinematography part of it makes this a masterpiece so when this starts they put you in the point they put you in the first person point of view of Mitchell okay you hear the great balls of fire in the distance and then you start thinking of goose you start thinking of the family and you start thinking of the memories of what was or what and and what could have been and then once Mitchell looks at Rooster at Bradley he sees Goose and the way that they make bradley look like goose and with the shirt and the glasses and the way that he's the way that he's postured in the piano you you like see goose in rooster and that's the point here um that's that is cinematography at its best and from the cinematographer claudio miranda uh of this movie she did amazing um, I would have to say she did, she did very well, um, anyways, let's move on here for pacing, pacing, I have an 8 out of 10, and this is what docks um, that half point of my overall, the pacing, uh, there was at one point in the movie, I'd say an hour in, where they hyped up this, like, new mission so much, and I was, like, really excited for it, um, and then it kind of and it like it felt slow cuz they built up this mission and then you just want to get to the mission straight away because they built it up so quickly and they built it up so fast but you're like where's this mission like what are we doing like why are we why are we doing this and that's what made it feel slow to me um so that's why I gave it an 8 out of 10 um characters uh 9 out of 10 here it could be a 10 out of 10 um but i gave it a 9 out of 10 like my parents both said um they were they were upset that there wasn't a lot of original cast members um you had iceman and maverick that was it there's no other there's no other characters from the original i mean i i, I unless you say bradley but we didn't get a lot of bradley in the original, um, but Iceman and Maverick were kind of, like, the only two original characters from the 1986 movie, uh, and there wasn't, like, any other wingman that came, like, there wasn't any other pilots from that Top Gun class that he, that Mitchell graduated with, nothing, like, nobody else, so, I get it, but I don't, um, yeah, characters, 9 out of 10, they brought in Penny Benjamin, uh, it was a great addition, um, who was the actress that, Jennifer Connelly, she did great, um, she, I liked her as Penny Benjamin, um, all the new characters, like Phoenix, Bob, Hangman, oh, number one, y'all, Uh, oh, I promise, I, uh, did get sleep, I, I woke up about three hours ago, um, um, but yeah, so pretty much, yeah, the char- the characters, it just, uh, my, like my parents said, I'm, I'm a little disappointed there weren't more from the original, but I guess that's what they wanted to do. They didn't want a lot of the original, um, and you know, they brought in new, so yeah. VFX, uh, for those who do not know, VFX is visual effects, I do not know what VFX stands for, I'm assuming it's an acronym, but I could be wrong, um, but yeah, VFX, uh, the visual effects, they were great, for what they had, it was 10 out of 10, when, like, the ships crashed into the, uh, <sighs> so, straight away for a second, um, I call them ships, I mean to say fighters, or jets, or planes, I say ships because, as a Star Wars nerd and fanatic, uh, the Millennium Falcon is a ship, the X-Wing is a ship to me, um, so I apologize if I continue to call them ships, um, but I do mean fighters, or jets, stuff like that, anyways, um, when the jets crash into, like, the mountains and stuff, and there's all that fire, it looks real, um, that's the visual effects at its finest. So, yeah, visual effects, 10 out of 10. Um, for what they had, they were pretty good. Um, overall, um, the overall rating, I give it, 9.5 out of 10. Like I said, that pacing, the pacing brings it down for me. Um, it probably shouldn't, but it does. Um... So, 9.5 out of 10, you could say it's 10 out of 10, and I would respect that, but I give it a 9.5 out of 10. So, that's my ratings of enjoyment, hype, plot, action, cinematography, pacing, characters, and VFX, leading up to the overall of a 9.5 out of 10. Um, kind of going over the cast and crew of this film, the main cast that I felt important, so I wrote them down, Tom Cruise as Pete Mitchell, Uh, Miles Teller as Bradley Rooster Bradshaw, Jennifer Conley as Penny Benjamin, Glenn Powell as Hangman, Monica Barbaro as Phoenix, John Hamm as Cyclone slash the Vice Admiral, so I'm going to call him Vice Admiral Cyclone, Uh, Val Kilmer as Iceman, Uh, Ed Harris as an Admiral, Louis Pullman as Bob Danny Ramirez as fanboy and Jay Ellis as payback. Um throughout my watch list series that I've have done so far, John Hamm has been an actor in several of them and he's becoming one of my favorite actors. Um I really I don't know what it is, but I really like John Hamm and he's a great actor In this movie he's kind of suppo- like he's teased to be the villain. Um he's supposed to be the villain in Your Eyes. Um, and he does a great job, uh, you know, so kudos to John Hamm. Um, he does a great job and there's nothing much more you could ask for from him. Um, Ed Harris. I really like Ed Harris. Um, one of his movies that I really like, um, that I would recommend to any listeners is Radio. It's a football movie, um, basically about this basically, Ed Harris plays this coach of a football, of a high school football team, and there's this, um, I'd say, somewhere in his 20s, this 20-year-old man who is disabled, has a handicap, and is, um, I'd I'd say has autism, I don't think they go over it in the movie, but, um, how Ed Harris kind of, like, brings him in, and his name is Radio, um, and Radio becomes this, like, Mascot for the team almost, and he's like, he he's helping around the school, and he's helping the football team, the basketball team, and it's going to how the town adjusts to this person because I believe it's based in the 1980s so um, racism is a big thing in this. It's not a huge thing, but it's prominent in the film. Um, so it's a good movie. I would suggest it to any, anybody. Radio is a good film, and Harris, very very well as the coach but ed harris plays that admiral that uh, we see in the first scene where he's coming to shut down the program that mitchell is flying the new fighter jet for that reaches mach 10 um but yeah um ed harris did very well john ham very well for me standouts for this movie of course are tom cruise and miles teller john jennifer conley does very well as penny benjamin Um, but the whole cast, they 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 all hit, they hit the spot. Um, you know, so yeah, the whole cast very very well done. Uh, the crew for this, uh, director Joseph, Kosinski, I believe is how you say his last name, did a great job. He took, the great from the old and added the amazing with the new, and you have this masterpiece. Um, yeah, the story writers Peter Craig and Justin Marks. We talked about them before. Um cinematographer claudia miranda talked about her before with the cinematography um they they all did a great job in this film um they did very well the screenplay um personnel Aaron kruger i believe is how you say that eric warren singer and christopher McQuarrie, um and then producers were jerry buck hemler tom cruise Christopher McGuire, and David Ilson, I believe you say that, so yeah, um, music, uh, Harold Flattermeyer, he's, I believe he's the composer of, like, most of the instrumental music, Lady Gaga was in this as well, um, she had, I believe, the last song, I believe the song in the very end of the movie, like, when the credits were going, Haynes Zimmer and Laurie Ball, Balf, yeah, Balf. Um, Lauren Balfe, Um, I don't know what they did, I'm assuming they're either composers or I do know that One Republic was they had the song during that beach scene, maybe they're people of One Republic, I'm not sure. Uh, this movie was distributed by Paramount Pictures. Um, the runtime is about two hours and four minutes, um, so it's, it's a good, it's a good film, um, it's strong, it, it works, um, and our budget for this film, 170 million dollars, and as of today, um, June 21st, 2022, the domestic box office, uh, ...is $887.6 million. Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, it's a very, very good movie. Um, after Father's Day weekend... ...I wouldn't be surprised if it got to $900 million. If you were to tell me that this movie gets $1 billion, ...I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't think it will. It's still a good movie... But it's still a long ways away from one billion, and if it did get to one billion, I think it would be a real shocker to most of the um the movie industry. Um, but then that would also that would also kind of um show how movies need to be made in the future and how movies should be made. You know, um, say a hundred seventy million budget and eight hundred eighty seven point six million in, uh, box office, that's, 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 that is crazy, you know, I just said that's, like, eight times, um, but that, that, I just did it again, it's really cool, let's just say, um, but, yeah, one scene that I really, really love, and that if I had the chance, I'd probably find a picture print it out and hang it up on a wall, because it, looks so cool is um it's this one shot where it's in like the the first like 10 minutes of the film so Mitchell's in the the new fighter jet that he's in and it's like this above shot where we're like kind of in space maybe or like the oh y'all number two um we're in space we're like in this above maybe in like the atmosphere or something I don't know but you see like the city lights of the the city that he's around i don't know where this is but um there's like the city and you see all the lights and it's kind of like dark but then there's the sun and the uh, to the west and um you see like the jet stream that the fighter jet has gone on after going to ten mock and you see the plane still going and you see all these clouds and stuff it's a beautiful 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 shot um that's one of my favorite, that's probably my favorite shot of the whole movie, um, also at the end, the credits, that sunset, and then the plane kind of just flying in and out as they go through the credits, another good scene, another good shot there, um, but yeah, this movie is incredibly shot, it's incredibly visualized, there's nothing more you could ask for, um, I'd say if anything, maybe some more, like, dogfights, but if this movie is placed in 2022, um, there's probably not a lot of violence going on that you're gonna need, um, fighter pilots in dogfights all the time, you know? But, um, yeah, this is a great movie, I really love it, um, I, I really, I really love how there's this one scene, so it's in, like, the first couple of seconds, um, and we see, we see, so we see Mitchell in his, like, barn, old bunker, whatever, it says U.S. Navy on it, um, and he has his plane that he's fixing up in there, and then he has, like, his workbench, and, like, his old locker, and his, motorcycle, blah, 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 um, excuse me, no, (sighs) excuse me, yawn number three, we might have a yawn counter from now on here on the podcast, um, anyways, so they have this, like, bench, I'd say, like, workbench or something, and there's a picture of maverick and iceman and maverick and goose and then there's this family picture of goose goose's wife i don't remember the character's name goose goose's wife and bradley goose and goose's wife have like their heads together and they're like in this sentimental moment and then bradley has his arms not like kind of like he's hanging off goose um like on his back and he's like smiling you know, and he's like having a fun time. You know, he's he's like laugh, kind of like mid laugh during this picture, and the the picture. This is another cinematography thing. The so it's like kind of like zoomed it so you see like the hat, the back half of Maverick's head with his ear and like you see his hairline, and we're like the camera's like over his shoulder, you know, and it's facing this, um, picture, and if you can't tell, I'm definitely using, like, hand gestures as I'm doing this right now, even though you can't really see me, or you can't see me at all, um, but they're, it's, like, focused, but only on Bradley, it's not focused on Rooster and Rooster's wife, it's only Fo-, Goose, not Rooster, Goose and Goose's wife, not Bradley, not I'm so sorry it's focused only on Bradley and that shows that Bradley's gonna have a big part in this movie and that you should know at this point that he's going to be going on this future mission that they talk about um you just don't know how you know he's gonna be on it but you don't know how and that's the hook that's the that's what they're trying to do Is that that's the whole point of this movie industry. That's why they're getting paid. Is that they are there to hook you to keep watching this movie. Now. Granted you already paid for the ticket and everything. But you could always walk out. Waste that $10 movie ticket that you just bought. There's nothing stopping you. But. This helps you to not. Ponder that thought of. Oh let me go and believe something like that um but then it also but this scene can also make you go back and watch this movie again and pull out these different things and um yeah it's just amazing so they take this picture and they show you like okay bradley is going to have a major point in this movie um and he does and he will but uh that's the hook they're they're throwing it into that lake that you are in and they're pulling you back out being like guess what we got you on this one um where they they're telling you Bradley's gonna have a big part in this but you gotta sit and wait and find out how you already know he's going to but you need to find out how he's going to um so yeah they do really well on that. and the like i said before this is how they get you to come back and watch the movie because then they have people like me um other influencers or other creators that go around and point these things out to you and then you're like oh man i never thought i never saw that i, I want to go back and watch it cuz then it might be like a week or two after you've seen it and you listen to the this podcast or you listen to some someone else's podcast or somebody else talking about this movie and they they say something and they're and you're like oh man yeah I never thought of that and then you go back and you buy another ticket and you go back and you buy more and that raises their box office that's the whole point of this industry you know and it's a it's a fascinating industry that's why I'm so fascinated with this um but anyways so you, yeah the it this is that was an amazing scene to me um and it and it pointed out a lot to me. You know, um, one thing that they didn't press a lot, which made me, like, made me aware that none of them were going to die, was they didn't press a lot of, like, go say goodbye, like, go talk to your family, because John Hamm's character kept making this seem like this was, like, a suicide mission, you know? He was, he didn't care about the lives of these pilots, and... The more that they did this, the more I was like, oh, somebody's going to die. But then they, they, they weren't showing any aspects of, hey, let me go talk to my parents. Or, hey, let me go say goodbye to somebody, something. I think if they, if they did something where Rooster went to Goose's grave or something, or went to his parents' grave, because I believe they said his mom died too if they if he went to like a grave or if Maverick went to a grave of goose i think that that would have been a point where they that's when i would have gone somebody's going to die um some somebody's got to got to not be here um in the end but no nobody did um hangman had like a redemption kind of i'd say he had redemption because when so maverick and rooster they find this f they find this f14 and they get over this barrier wall that was like the first miracle the second miracle was getting through um these two uh fighter jets fifth generation fighter jets and they got through them but then there's this other fighter jet that's coming they have no more flares they have no more guns they're like doomed and this is um kind of like p uh ptsd for maverick is because um rooster like they're in the same ship that goose passed in and the rooster is in the back like his dad and the shoot's not working properly blah 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 so the maverick has like this slight moment of pst ptsd where he's like, oh god, like, not again, and then um, Hangman comes and rescues him, and kind of like a redemption for Hangman, where they said his name's Hangman because he leaves you hanging, leaves you out to dry, um, so kind of a redemption for him, and kind of a connection for Hangman and Rooster, um, but, um, yeah, also the, that connection with the Miracles 1 and 2. So in the first mission, they said Miracle 1 is blowing up the base. Miracle 2 is escaping the SAMs. And they did that. They, they experienced both miracles. And then in Maverick and Rooster's Escape, their first miracle getting over that barrier, their second miracle getting past those fighter jets. So, there was four miracles that happened in this. And I believe all four miracles were watched over by Goose himself. Um, because most of the time, they were like, show me the way, Goose, or something like that. One thing that I was kind of upset they didn't put in, but I kind of understand, is they didn't put in the quote. I have the need, the need for speed. Like, not... I was kind of like, hmm. I was waiting for it, but there's nothing. Um... But yeah, this this movie it, it was a great movie. That's all I can ask for, you know. It's a great movie. So uh, right now we are going to go to the Instagram and Snapchat. We're going to go through questions that people have for us. Right now we're going to open up Snapchat. Go in here, find some questions that people had. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm not gonna name anybody. Some people don't like being named, so um, maybe in the future, I'll ask if people want to be named something like that. Okay, here's my first question I got how how do you like the practical effects and filming methods Tom Cruise used? Um, okay. So the practical effects I really, really love. it 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 made the film seem like real, like it was real, and that's the point. Um, but it also, makes a jump for filmmaking, you know, how future films are going to be made, I saw something yesterday as I was, um, on my phone on the way home, I was not driving, my parents were driving, um, but, um, there was this thing on IGN, another great website, um, I believe their ranking for this movie was a nine, um, so, they're, they're really good too, anyways, IGN they had this interview with the director Joseph, Kostinsky, I think, um, where he's making a Formula One racing movie, um, starring Brad Pitt, and he said he's going to be using some of the same practical effects they used in Taka, um, which is. Sign me up! I will probably I will definitely go be watching that movie, um, and then the filming methods Tom Cruise uses. They're not his methods personally. I bet he has some say in them. Um, but his the filming methods are great. Um, how they have the different like I guess tripods or cameras in the in the um and the and the jets and stuff, and you get the different. It's really cool. It's top notch. So um, yeah. Thanks for that question. Um, I don't know if anybody else on Snapchat put any more questions. If they did, I probably lost them, but let's go to Instagram now. Um, I believe I put this out last night, this little text box out last night. So let's see uh, before. Okay, here's the first question. Should you watch the first one before? Yes, you should watch the first one before. It gives a lot of context, especially with Goose. Um, it yeah i i would i would strongly suggest to watch the first one um let me see i can find where you could find the movie um so let me find a top gun 1986 all right um you can watch this on a paramount plus subscription or for 2.99 on youtube voodoo uh Google Play. Uh, it's also on Amazon Prime with a subscription to Amazon Prime. So yeah, if you're ever if you ever if you want to watch the first one, you want to go back and rewatch it or you want to watch it for the first time, there you go. Paramount plus Amazon Prime. This is where you can find it. So thank you for that question. Um how much do you think Maverick has developed as a person in Top Gun? Uh he's developed a lot. Um His he he's still the same old kind of reckless um I did air quotes there. Reckless for like in, in the way that he flies and stuff like that. Um it, it's it's just very it's it's funny, um how he's still he like he's matured, but he's also still that immature kid um, I, he's developed as a person, um, and I feel like he's developed a lot more, he's kind of become this father that Rooster is needed, finally, at the end of the film, um, I kind of wish we saw a little bit more of that, but, um, yeah, anyways, um, yeah, Maverick's really, really expanded as a person, um, my favorite connection from original to new, I don't know, I think Penny, I think Penny's a good connection, because they talked about it before in the original, they just mentioned her, but they never really, so that's a cool connection, Bradley being back as Rooster, um, kind of fulfilling what his father was to Maverick, that was cool too, um, Yeah, I'd say I'd say those are my kind of like two favorite things from *Connection from the to and *New*. Um, but yeah, thanks for that question. All right, this next one: Do you like Tom Hanks acting in the movie? I'm assuming they meant Tom Cruise, um, because Tom Hanks isn't in this one or the old one. Um, I I I really like Tom Cruise's acting. in This one, his acting stand out to me. Um, along with Miles Teller, they they both stand out to me. Tom Cruise put his he put everything into this movie like he does in pretty much any movie that he's in um and you loved it and you know that he had a fun time filming this especially with that first little clip in the beginning before the movie started where he was like we're really excited to bring this to you blah 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 so yeah i think he did a great job um, another one, I think this is a joke question, um, because it's one of my good friends that asked, can we talk about the political and economic state of the world right now? I don't know if he's talking about in our, like, reality, or just talking about in their reality of Top Gun Maverick. If he's talking about their reality and Top Gun Maverick, it is kind of crazy how NATO and the United Nations never got involved in this, and how we don't know what this other country is. Um, If we do, I missed it. Um, And how this other country, like, doesn't have, like, any defenses at all, other than just Sam's going around. It's a little... It's interesting. It is interesting. If he's talking about right now and our reality, the political and economic state of the world, I'm not going to go into that because it's politics. I'm not here for politics. I'm here for movies. Um, So, yeah. Um... That's one, two, three, four, five, five responses out of 132 views. A little upsetting. Um, granted, I only posted this last night. I think last night at like 10 o'clock, so about 12 hours, and most people were probably sleeping during that time. But hey, um, please, if you're if you're listening to this, don't be shy. Ask any questions. I'm not gonna call you out on any questions or anything um if there's certain ones you want me to answer just personally just dm me something like that um and I'll I'll still answer um but yeah um pretty pretty much that was that was that was a a lot of the questions, they were really good, thank you for all those questions for the people that, um, typed them, um, but yeah, that was, that's Top Gun Maverick for me, um, and again, a nine and a half out of ten for me, um, that's a great movie, I will definitely rewatch it, I'll probably show my kids in the future, um, If I had to choose, I would probably take this one over the original Top Gun solely because it's newer and has better graphics and effects. Um, I really like this one. I would definitely put this in top three of my sequels that are better than the original. I'd say number one, Empire Strikes Back. Number two, The Winter Soldier. Number three, Top Gun Maverick. Um Yeah, um this is a great film. There's nothing more you could ask for from it. Um Yeah, that's, a, that's pretty, it's self-explanatory. Um Uh this movie will be after its theatrical run, it will be released on Paramount Plus um and Blu-ray and DVD whenever it does come. If you're interested in rewatching it again, but not going to the theater, um, uh, in the future for the watch list podcast, I'm hoping to come up with a different name. Um, if you have any suggestions or anything, please DM me or comment, um, anything, let me know. Um, if there's any certain movies you want me to go over, I've already, I've had some requests for Toy Story or, um. I've had some requests for Toy Story, um, and, like, the Cars series, those are ones that I've grown up with, I've seen multiple times, um, my mom has told me I've broken the disc to Cars a couple of times, because I've watched it so much, um, stuff like that, I've also had some people say about Star Wars or Marvel, I might steer away from them, unless I really have, like, a lot of time on my hands, because I have my biased opinion on those, and, um, I've already seen them multiple times and there's a lot of them. Um, if there's any certain ones that you want me to do from my watch list, I've started this one, um, for my watch list series, this is number 20. Um, if there's any certain ones you want to see, uh, you want to hear from, um, just comment on this recording or comment on my next watch list series, uh, that I do, um, but yeah to this was this was awesome to make um thanks to everybody that listens um gives me feedback really enjoys um my opinions um you all mean the world to me um and really have encouraged me to do things that I would never think to do uh, such as this um so yeah um Once again, this is Joey Chirillo on the Watchlist Podcast. That is Top Gun Maverick, 9.5 out of 10. And I'll see you in the next one.